Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie and I am your host. And wow, we have a lot of new listeners. By a lot, I mean more than double what we had last week, which is insane, or the previous week before last week's, two weeks ago, I guess. That is absolutely insane. I We grew by more than 100% in seven days. I don't know quite how that happened. I don't know where everybody came from, but if you're here and you're sticking around for this episode, welcome. Thank you very much for listening. I really appreciate it. And like always, everybody who tunes in every week or mostly every week, uh, welcome and thank you guys too. It really means a lot to me. Um, Yeah, I was very surprised, very surprised. I I, uh, actually had to keep checking to make sure that there wasn't there wasn't something wrong and I wasn't doing something to cause all these downloads. And as best as I can tell, I don't know. I don't know how anybody, how you guys heard about it. If you want to email me, Bodie at 918digital.com. Tell me how you heard about the show. I'd appreciate that. Um, somebody else recommended it or you got it from some other play. I don't know, man. I honestly don't know how everybody listens to the show. It's amazing. Anyway, so yeah, doubled the number of, of downloads. Pretty good week. Pretty good week. Let's kind of standing on my tippy toes to talk into the mic. Let's lower that down a little bit. Uh, let's see. I'm trying a little bit of a new format here. And basically, um, give a little update. And the update is we have more than double the followers or the double the listeners we had the previous week. Um, we're going to go. I'm still trying to work picks in. See how that goes. Um, it'll probably drop off like it did last time. Um, and then I've got some random news. I don't know what to call this. Um, quick news, random news. It's just news that I think is kind of important, but um, going into a great detail probably isn't necessary. Um, so I've got some of those, some of that. Um, and yeah, we got some videos that I'll put in the show notes. So for anybody who's new, let's just kind of go through this. I um, My real job is a firefighter, so I work 48 hours and I'm off 96. So sometimes I work Fridays, uh, and sometimes um, I work Thursdays and get off on a Friday, and I'm exhausted, and I won't record on a fi- Friday. I'll record on a Saturday, Sunday, or Monday. 
generally I don't miss, but sometimes I do miss an episode or two. It happens a couple of times a year. Uh, but if you if it doesn't, if there's not a new episode in your pod catcher um, or wherever you listen to podcasts uh, on Friday, it'll be there just normally. You know, it might be Monday, it might be Tuesday at the latest Tuesday. But anyway, um, yeah, so let's kind of jump in. First of all, I think I mentioned this last week. I have a Tesla referral code because we have uh, Solar City solar panels on top of our house, which is really uh, exciting. I don't know that I get anything for this because uh, when I go to the website, it doesn't really show me anything that we get. Um, but for you guys, if you want to use the Tesla referral code that we have, it's Serena, S E R E N A, D2103. And if you use that, you get a free unlimited supercharging on if you buy a Model S or a Model X, and you get five-year extended warranty if you buy uh, solar panels. So an additional five-year warranty if you use that code, which is pretty good, I think. Uh, my picks. Uh, so I have I I'm pretty good at, at losing things. So uh, usually keys, like in the fire station, I'll lose my keys or my money clip. Almost 100% of the time. Sometimes I lose my headphones, but that's a little bit more rare. Um, but for whatever reason, keys and money clip. So I bought these little tracker, uh, T-R-A-C-K-R. There's no E for whatever reason. So I bought these little trackers uh, a couple years ago uh, because you can replace the batteries. You don't have to throw them away uh, once the batteries go bad. And I was not impressed. So uh, just recently, I bought the Tracker Pixel, um, and it actually works uh, really well. So so far, I've probably picked up, I've used it probably five times, and I've only had it for a week to find missing keys, missing wallet. Um, I throw one in my laptop bag. Probably throw one on my AirPods case, although I don't really like doing that. That makes the AirPod case is so pretty. I don't want to make it ugly. But yeah, it's a really handy tool, and I highly suggest it. So you can get fifteen percent off, and I don't get anything for this either. Uh, if you go to tracker.com and you uh, type in four, the number four friends, and you can get fifteen percent off if you want that. Again, I don't get anything for it. Um, it's just a generic code, but if you want it. And you want to try it out because they're not cheap. They're about for, I think, five. I paid $75. So you get it 15% off of whatever that was. In the video section, um, Panasonic was at CES showing off some of their battery technology and some of the things they're looking toward in the future. So I put, I'm going to put uh, four videos in the show notes. They're about a minute and a half to two minutes long each video. And it just kind of gives you a glimpse into what. Uh, Panasonic and in a roundabout way Tesla's working on for the future. All right, let's jump down into the random news. Again, if you have a better name for this, because I, I don't I don't know what to say about it. Uh, the Trump administration has imposed a 30% tariff tariff on all solar cells imported into the United States. Uh, if you live outside of the United States, you probably don't care too much about this unless you're exporting solar cells into the United States, and you probably care a lot. Um, 
I don't I don't know how bad this is to be honest. Um, it comes from an international cra- trade court decision that determined that Sunavia and U.S. Solar uh, suffered harm from the global solar market. Uh, basically, read into their cheap uh, Jap- uh, cheap Chinese solar panels. Now, th- cheap just means inexpensive. I'm not making any uh, quality judgments here because I don't know how they are. But that's pretty much what it is. But if you read it, if you just read the headline, you're like, oh, this is bad because Donald Trump is obviously, he has a uh, he has some sort of interest in coal and really wants to bring coal back to America, which is a terrible idea. Um, so you'd think this is just kind of a, he's just shilling for, for the coal industry, but I don't think, I don't know, I'm, this is, I'm really extending the benefit of the doubt here, but I don't think that's what it is. Um, so the tariff decreases 5% a year for four years. So basically the, at, at the end of four years, the, par- the tariff will be, if my math is correct, 10% instead of 30. So that's not that big. It's a little bit. It's a little bit of a, a increase, a little bit of a tax, but it's not terrible. It's not something that can't be absorbed. Um, and then at the the first two and a half gigawatts of solar cells, which you know, I don't know anything about the solar industry. That might be a lot. Might not be anything. Uh, it is not taxed at all. So if you're exporting your first two and a half gigawatts or importing from uh, an exporting country that's that first two and a half gigawatts is not taxed, which is good. Um, it's going to raise solar panel installations about seven hundred and fifty to a thousand dollars per installation. I heard I've read a lot of stuff. Um, I, I if you're new, I try and like do or try to read a couple articles about, especially about something this complicated, and I don't understand trade law at all. But what it looks like is it's going to add seven hundred fifty to a thousand dollars per installation. Um, I've read some articles where people are saying, "Well, a lot of people are going to lose their jobs," and I've read some articles that are saying at up to twenty three thousand. By the way, that it could add five thousand jobs, and these are not from like um, super liberal or super conservative sources. These are just random sources that I looked up that I thought were pretty fair. Um, so I don't know what it's going to do, to be honest. There's a lot to unpack, and I just don't fully understand the ramifications of it. Uh, but what I do know is the that Sunavia and U.S. Solar were seeking something that was much more uh, strict, and they didn't. the The trade court said, "No, no, we're going to do this, and this is what's fair." And the Trump administration said, "Yeah, we'll just do the thirty percent tariff, and it decreases." So if uh, Sunavia and U.S. Solar had their way, it would actually have been worse. So I don't know that this is necessarily a coal thing. I I don't like Donald Trump, so I would love to blame it on him, but it seems like this is actually kind of reasonable um, in the face, uh, you know, under the circumstances, reasonable, you know, it's uh, um, kind of in the, the who's reasonable, you know. Um, let's see. Next one. Tesla opens up the Model 3 configurator for more reservation holders. And Model 3s are being delivered uh, to America's East Coast, which is a big deal because up until this point, it's all been West Coast deliveries. So um, that's exciting. And hopefully Tesla's getting those quality issues and manufacturing issues all taken care of. 
Uh, let's see. Yeah. Tesla will improve the Model 3 backup camera video quality in a software update. It seems like that probably should have been done already, but okay. Uh, fixing the problems, and that I think I've mentioned before, the Model 3 is going to have a lot of problems like the Model S and the Model X did, and as long as Tesla fixes it and makes it right for the customer, I think we can uh, deal with the growing pains. I don't think any early reservation holder thinks that they're going to get a perfect car. Maybe there might be some out there, but most people know that basically you're, you're beta testing. You're paying 60 Fifty some to sixty some thousand dollars to beta test this car for Tesla. Let's see, Elon, that's Elon Musk, has a new compensation plan, and it it looks like he's going to be CEO of Tesla for at least another ten years. And if he meets all the milestones that the Tesla board has set, he'll be the richest person in the world. And I'll put the article in the show notes if you want to know more. Um, I personally don't care how much money Elon is worth or will be worth because it doesn't affect me in any way, shape, or form. But I thought it was, you know, neat that he's going to be in the CEO for at least another 10 years, which I think is a good thing. Uh, the battery installation that Tesla built in Australia, and if you don't know, Tesla built this like 100 megawatt hour battery or 100 megawatt battery installation, power back installation in Australia. Um, and Elon said if they didn't have it done in less than 100 days after they signed the contract, then it would be free. Well, it turns out that installation, in just the few days that it's been up and running, like fully up and running, has made a million Australian dollars, which is 800,000 US dollars in just a few days. And I don't understand how this whole thing works, um, but apparently uh, the company that runs it, uh, let's see, did I write that down? I did not, but the company that runs it has, they're um, very pleased with the results. So that's a good thing. Uh, let's see. It, yeah, it seems to be delivering everything that Elon and Tesla promised and more. And hopefully we'll see more installations like this in more places. Hopefully like Arizona that has like rolling brownouts in the summertime because it's so hot here and everybody's running their air conditioner. One second, I'm going to take a drink. Much better. Okay. In other Tesla energy news, uh, Tesla's installing a power pack in New Zealand. Um, it's not as big as the power pack installation that they built in Australia. And as a comparison, uh, Tesla will be working with a New Zealand company called Mercury and Mercury will be investing two million dollars to build a one megawatt, two megawatt hour grid connected battery installation. And just to give you the comparison, the Australian one we were just talking about is a hundred megawatts, one hundred twenty nine megawatt hour system. So it's quite a bit smaller, but it's still a step in the right direction. And I think that this is awesome. Mercury. We'll also be selling the Powerwall 2 batteries in New Zealand later this year. And here's the thing. I love New Zealand. I want to visit New Zealand. And if I like New Zealand, I want to retire to New Zealand. I, I, something about that country. Anytime I see pictures, I'm like, man, that is a beautiful place. Next up, a Model S crashed into the back of a fire truck on a highway. 
while the autopilot mode was on. Allegedly, we don't know if it was or wasn't. The auto, the uh, driver claims it was on. This is uh, this crash has caused a lot of people to want more government involvement into the self-driving cars. They want answers. Um, so here's apparently how it goes. The Model 3 was going about 65 miles an hour when it hit the parked fire truck. Um, and the fire truck was on a accident scene. So what we do as firefighters, I'm an engineer, so that means I drive the truck, operate the truck. I work on a ladder, big, giant, 40-foot uh, ladder, like 47,000 pounds. We park these trucks in a way that if somebody's not paying attention, instead of hitting us, it hits the truck. So the engineer in this case parked the truck in the exact right place because nobody got hurt, not even the driver of the Tesla, but especially the firefighters and the people on scene. They didn't get hurt. And here's a little tip. And we get this all the time, and we just got it. Just got it the last shift that I worked. We had a car accident. It was a pretty bad car accident. We're trying to get people off to the, the side of the road and, and out of traffic. And we have roads blocked off, but cars are still going by. And people think that it's okay to walk around in the area that they just got smashed. Their cars just got smashed. They think that it's totally okay now at this point to walk around and just regular people clothes without any armor on because somehow they won't get smashed again. Like once an accident happens, you're begging for another one to happen immediately. That's why we try and get you off the road so that we can uh, clear that and everybody gets to go home uh, safe and um, relatively unharmed. So um, it's, a, it's always funny to me that people are walking around. It's like, hey, why don't you come over here? It's like, no, I'm good. Okay. Um, you're probably going to get hit and, and you, you could die. But if you're good and you want to take a picture because uh, the cops are out here doing their job, but you want to take a picture, that's fine. Um, anyway, uh, like I said, the driver was not harmed. But no matter if the driver was in autopilot or not, the driver is 100% responsible for the operation of that vehicle. So it is 100% their fault. Um. And things like this happen. Like, I don't, this is news because it's Tesla and it's autopilot. And the guy says the autopilot was on. And Tesla will find out if autopilot was on, in fact, on or not. Because they'll pull the records. But about two years ago, we were traveling down the road. I wasn't driving. We were in a, the fire truck. And a car pulls out from a side road and just runs directly into the middle of our truck. So hits us from the side from the left side. Uh, these kinds of things happen all the time to fire trucks. They're big. We hit things, although fingers crossed, I haven't hit anything yet, but it's only a matter of time. We hit things and things hit us because we are big lumbering giants on the road. This kind of stuff happens all the time. I don't know that it's anybody's fault and I'm not apologizing. Um, it's just, you know, this is the kind of stuff that happens. Fire trucks get in uh, accidents. Uh, cars get in accidents all the time, but it's news because it's Tesla and the guy was said he was using autopilot. Along the same lines, a Model 3 ran into a light pole. From the pictures, it looks like it was a um, head-on Model 3 light pole collision. The light pole hit right in the center of the hood, which the frunk, the crumple zones, went around the light pole. 
So now it looks like the Model 3 has a crab claw. Um, doesn't appear, from the best that I can tell, that there was any intrusion into the passenger compartment. And this is kind of important. If this was an ICE car, an internal combustion engine car, and that center punch, the engine would have pushed into the passenger compartment. It would have pushed all of that stuff into the passenger passenger compartment. And it could have been much worse, but because Tesla doesn't have an engine in the front, all that area is like safety foam. It just kind of wraps around. Now it hurts a lot more. Um, there's no word on injuries of this call, call, car, of this call. That's what, anyway, never mind. There's no word on injuries on this accident um, or how fast the driver is going. But even though there's no intrusion into the passenger compartment, it's still very, um, it, the chance of injury is still there and it shouldn't be discounted. One second, I can take a drink. It's a cat dog anymore. <coughs> it's a disadvantage of doing a one person podcast. Okay. So about, I don't know, five years ago, six years ago, I was on a call where a lady, she decided, we assume, that she decided she wanted to commit suicide. She was, she drove her vehicle down a uh, very bumpy dirt road and smashed her car directly into a tree. Now, um, I never got follow-up to see if this lady survived or not, but she was not in a good place. And there was intrusion into her car, but it wasn't very much. So no matter what, um, this could still be a very bad accident. So um, just keep that in mind. Uh, next story, Bob Lutz. If you don't know Bob Lutz is, he's a former GM executive. He's a, actually, he's worked for a lot of car companies. He's been an executive. Um, he's been saying for a while that Tesla's doomed. But now he says buy a Model S because Tesla's doomed. He thinks that if you buy a Model S, it'll be a great collector car. So in 25 years, you can sell it for a ton of money because Tesla won't be around anymore. This is what he had to say uh, about Tesla and Elon Musk. When you're perennially, perennially, oh God, I'm so sorry. I'm tired. I'm not this dumb. Running out of money, you're just not running a good automobile company. And he, being Elon, is running out of money. He's doing a terrible job um, of running an automobile company. And I don't see anything on the horizon that's going to fix it. Now, here's my take. It is absolutely true that Tesla's losing money. And they could be running out of money. I don't know. I'm not familiar with their financials. And I, I don't care so much as long as they're you know, continuing to build cars. But they're not really a car company. They're more of a tech company. And tech companies lose money all the time until they don't. Like Google, Yahoo. Although Yahoo's probably a bad example. Amazon's a good example where Amazon lost money year over year over year over year. And then all of a sudden, they're just massive company. And they're making money. They're not making as much money as they could. But they're still making a lot of money. Um, but Tesla is a tech company that makes cars. They also make residential and commercial solar arrays. They make residential and commercial battery packs. Um, they make they have self-driving technology. They have their battery manufacturer. They make robots that make robots that make cars. Um, and I'm probably forgetting a ton more. But the thing is, is 
Tesla's losing money because they are betting on the long game. They're reinvesting back in the company and trying to get it to a point where it's just a money manufacturing machine. And I, my best guess is they'll probably get there. But like Amazon, you know, if they make it, it's going to be a huge deal. And it'll be, um, it'll just be a ton of money. And that, that compensation thing that we were talking about for Elon, that he's going to be the richest person in the world. Um, but if they don't make it, well, what could happen? Well, they could be acquired by another company and they could, that company could choose to let them continue to build cars and solar arrays and all the solar roofs and the battery packs and all that stuff. Or they could take that technology and they could put into the stuff that they're working on. And that technology, those ideas, the, that thought process uh, that, that Tesla has will live on. All of those engineers will go to work for other companies and they will build upon that. So it's not, uh, yes, it would be very sad if Tesla went away, but it's not the end of the world. And I don't know why this guy has such a, um, a angry, I don't want to say bad words. I don't know why he's got an angry erection towards Tesla in particular, but he really seems to just have a real problem with the company. I don't, I don't quite understand it, but he's looking at it from a, this is a car company, but it's not. It's a company that does a lot of things and they happen to build cars. Uh, let's see. There was a leak on the Model 3 configurator showing um, the dual motor option. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I, I've been a bit confused on the advantages of the dual motor in the past. I know that you get a little bit more range and it's peppier, but this is um, kind of what the article said. It's better in colder climates where you have ice and things like that because it gives you the car a little bit more traction. Uh, it's potential. Um, it's got more range, more power, faster acceleration. So, uh, oh, you know what? That's from Fred Lambert. I'm sorry. Uh, Inside EVs was the Bob Lutz story. Jim Stack. Fred Lambert from Electric was the Model 3 configurator story. Uh, this is another Fred Lambert story. Five more stores are showing off the Model 3. So if you are in San Diego, D.C., Newport Beach, Scottsdale, Arizona, um, you can go look at a new Model 3. Uh, also, if you're at the Century City Mall in L.A. or the Stanford Shopping Center in Palo Alto, you could go look as well. I plan on going to look at this car, but also... I'll wait until all the people kind of go away. I'll do it on a Tuesday after I take my kids to school. I'll run over there real quick. It's a little, about a 45-minute drive and take a look at the car and, and go back and pick them up. Uh, let's see. Next one, an Australian home builder, Porter Davis. They are going to build homes with power walls and solar arrays uh, standard. So what they've basically done is they've knocked down and rebuilt homes. And I don't quite know what the why that's important, but th that's what it says in the article. And they've partner, partnered with Bradford Energy for the solar uh, and battery packs. Uh, Bradford's Energy says that the homes will save $2,600 a year and be likely be self-sufficient up to 90%. Who knows? Up to 90%. There's a lot that's up to 90%. It could be 60%. It could be 20%. Up to goes a long way. I don't, I don't quite under. 
it'd be nice if that was a there was a better range there. Zero to ninety is kind of a wide range, and the same thing with the you'll save up to twenty six hundred dollars a year. That's that's a pretty wide range. Up, let's say two thousand to twenty six hundred dollars a year, I'd feel more comfortable. But this is a big step, and I hope other home manufacturers or home builders are paying attention because my wife and I are looking at buying a new house or buying a house somewhere. Um, and I would really like it if there was um, the standard was like you get solar panels, you get one uh, power wall, and you're good to go. Um, but we'll see. As it stands right now, my wife and I will probably take the solar panels off of our house and maybe add a power wall if we decide we're going to buy a new house. But waiting to see, waiting to see. Let's see. National Geographic, Rebecca Roop. Um, I, I got this story from somebody I followed on Twitter, but I can't remember who. And I, I went back to search and I just couldn't find it. But the story um, was from November 2016, and I thought it was very interesting. The average cow produces two to 500 liters of methane a day. And you know... That's just one. That's just one off-gassing cow, and I'm sure you can figure out how they off-gas. Um, so, cows and livestock in general, they are a large contributor to climate change. So, according to this article, 14.5 percent of anthropogenic greenhouse gases. Dale, did I say that right? Uh, greenhouse gas emissions come from livestock. And that's more than cars and aircraft emissions combined. So, and this is kind of funny. When I talk to my climate climate denier friends, which I have many, uh, I tease them about their huge vehicle with their huge tires and their terrible gas mileage. And their answer back is always, always, will cows produce more um, greenhouse gases than than cars do? So there, and my answer back to them is don't eat cows. And then you can offset that, but they don't want to not eat cows because they have big trucks and, and big tires and they want to eat cows. So um, there's a way though to reduce the greenhouse gases that, um, or the methane emissions that these cows are, are putting out there. And that way is for them to eat um, Hold on, I'm going to find it here. Asparagopus taxiformis. And from this point on, I'll just refer to that as seaweed. Basically, this is seaweed. So a little bit of seaweed sprinkled on cow's food reduces methane emissions by 90%. And I think that's really good. This um, AT, or seaweed, it contains a chemical called bromoform. And it interferes with the digestive enzymes that manufacture methane inside the cow. And a study was um, done in Canada, and they found that cows that lived close to the sea, the seaweed would get washed up by storms. The cows would eat the seaweed, and they would actually be heftier and healthier than cows that were raised further inland, which is really interesting, I think. So... Um, this is really cool, but there's a problem. Like, you would have to... There's a ton of of cattle ranches all over the world. Uh, United States and Australia are just two very big producers of, of beef and things like that. 
So in order for this to work, there's got to be two things. The first thing is um, you just stop eating cows, consuming dairy, and um, things that have cow-related materials like leather and things like that. I'm sure there's a ton of stuff out there. Or we have to start creating these huge, I mean huge, seaweed farms so that we can produce enough to make a dent. Because 90% is great, but if you can't produce enough seaweed, we're not really doing anything. We're just talking about a really cool idea. So um, maybe when I retire in another 10 years, I'll become a seaweed farmer. I don't know. I don't know how hard that is to do in the desert. But we'll see. Um, but I thought this was a really cool story. And I really hope super smart people are working on fixing this problem, which sounds like they are. Okay. And this is our last story. This is Teslarati, um, Michael Russo. This is kind of sad, but it's also a sweet story. Uh, Dr. Michael Chan was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer. And if you know anything about uh, cancers, stage four is really bad and you're probably not going to survive. So his friend, uh, Alan Miller, asked him what kinds of things would he like to do before he passes away. And I'm sure it was not put in such a crude way. Um, and it was probably done more loving than I just said it. But um, Mr. Miller really encouraged Dr. Chang to Chan, excuse me, to think big, like don't not little things like I'd like to go to the ocean, like I want to go to the ocean and I want to sell a eighty foot yacht, you know, that big. So uh, Dr. Chan is a huge Tesla fan, and he decided that he would th he thought it would be really nice to meet J.B. Straubel, uh, who's Tesla CTO, and Franz von Holzhausen, which is the uh, Tesla chief designer. Thought that, this, that would be like the ultimate, right? So Mr. Miller, he went to work, and he eventually contacted enough people that knew enough people to make this happen. And the agreement was that Dr. Chan would get a personal tour of the Fremont factory and a little quick meet and greet with Franz outside the factory, and then he would go home. But what actually happened was actually it was it was very nice, very sweet from Tesla, and they went all out here. Um, Doctor Chan did receive the VIP tour at the of the Fremont factory, and it was a VIP tour. It, was, it sounds like they really took care of him. Um, and then he got to sit for more than an hour and talk to Franz about Tesla, about design, about what it takes to make something that people love. Um, which I thought this was a very, very, um, it's a very generous thing for the company to do and for uh, Franz von Holzhausen to do because it's that, that an hour of uh, someone's time, especially at that level, is pretty significant. Um, so the after that, Doctor uh, Chan was invited to take a test drive in a fully loaded Model S uh, with Franz. But before the test drive occurred, Elon Musk come out, came out, answered, uh, spent a few minutes chatting with him, answering questions, that kind of thing. And then Elon disappeared into the factory, presumably to go fix the Model 3 problems that they have. Um, but at the very end, uh, Franz autographed uh, Dr. Chan's Model X dashboard and uh, really made this guy's day, which I think is very nice. I think in today's day of instant outrage and um, 
everybody's evil if they don't share my opinions. Uh, this is kind of a nice story because uh, it, it's becoming less and less popular for people to have differing opinions and be like, okay, we have different opinions. Let's still be friends. I have lots of friends that I have different opinions with. And uh, for Tesla to do this, which is in the, the current climate that we have in the United States, which seems very um, uh, polarizing, it's the you know, if, if one size does one side does something good, it's not good enough, um, or that they're doing it for the wrong reasons. Tesla did this for the right reasons, and I am commending them, and I'm commending everybody who took the time out of their their days, even though they're getting paid, uh, took the time out of the days to make this guy's life uh, special, and that's that's really important. I've seen enough people that are in stage four cancer to know that some of them take it very well. Um, and some of them don't. And Dr. Chan's wife encouraged him to say, you know what, let's, 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 let's stay in, in the light. Don't go to the dark. And, uh, it sounds like for the most part on the outside from the small article that I read that he is really going to make the most out of what time he has left, which I think is, is very nice. And that's how it should be. Um, it goes very fast once you hit a certain point. So anyway, I don't want to leave that uh, depressing note. Let's, let's talk about some stuff. First of all, everything will be in the show notes, including my referral code if you want to use that. And then the 15% off for Tracker. Again, I get paid nothing for any of this stuff. I actually pay a lot of money to do this podcast. So, um, And if I ever had an advertiser, I would definitely tell you about it. So I don't get a free tracker. I don't get a free anything as far as I know. So um, I know that Tesla does do contests, but I honestly don't know if I qualify for any of that stuff because I don't have a car. I have solar panels. But anyway, let's see. I'm trying to find... I'm doing a very poor job of stalling while I try to find this app so I can give you all the information that you need so I can close out the show. Oh, for Oh, there it is. Okay. Um, so you can email me. I, I think I would know this. You can email me, Bodie, at 918digital.com. That's B-O-D-I-E at 918digital.com. My, uh, follow me on Twitter at 918digital. You can actually call and, and leave a message, and I'll put you on the show if you want, at 918 Um you can go to kilowatt.bz. That's where I put all the articles that I thought were interesting but couldn't make it on the show. Otherwise, this show would be even longer than it currently is. Um, I really think the one of the main reasons why we are why, why we doubled our numbers last week was because we had a lot of people, um, very nice people, give um, reviews on iTunes. So if you have a chance and you haven't done that yet, please do. It really helps out the show. And if you want to support the show, that really makes me happy. I'm going to do it no matter what, the show anyway, no matter how many listeners we have. But the more, the better for me. So if you could uh, see your way to do that, I'd really appreciate it. Um, and if you want to support the show uh, and you have an iPhone um, and you like iMessage stickers, you can take a look at the iMessage stickers that we have. Uh, they're in the show notes. I use the Royal Wii a lot. 
there in the show notes and uh, just click on it and it'll take you directly to the link to buy it. They're 99 cents. If you're interested, if you're not, it's fine. Uh, no big whoop. So thanks everybody for listening. I really appreciate it. Um, just a side note, quick note uh, before we leave. At the end of February, I have another class I have to take. And sometime in March, I have a test that I have to take for that class for work. So um, towards the end of February, I'm going to try and get a show out, but it might be shorter. So just so everybody's kind of uh, giving a heads up. But thanks, everybody, for listening. I hope you have a great week. And please, please, please be safe. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.